Okay. Hey, everybody. Actually, I'm just kidding. Uh, I recorded that in a good voice the other day. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, hot tip. Always have a recorder on you because you never know when you're going to be able to do the old suey. See, now I can't do it. I got to do it like this. Suey. And then the pig would not hear you out in the pasture. So, no point. So, take your good recording and uh, play that. Like this. Okay. Enough of that. Enough annoying the uh, customer. Enough annoying the listener. This is Mahangel, as you know, and uh, you could tell from that previous audio. And this is Manitobaville. You're listening to it. It's a podcast. It's here on your podcast, podcatcher app, and you're, or on the website. I don't know where you're listening to us, but anyway, you found us. Because you search for Manitobaville through social medias, through podcatchers. You listen to your friends. That's probably the best way. Listen to a friend. Say, hey, friend. Hey, friend. Heard any good podcasts lately? Darn right I did. Manitobaville. Go look for it in your podcatcher or on your social medias. You'll get linked right in there to it anyway. You'll find it. Anyway, uh, that's where we are. Manitobaville. So today's interview. Guess, guess, guess what it's about. It's about... Now you listen to, I'm going to give you a hint because I'm going to reward people who listen to the podcast because if you listen to the Ryan Brook episode on the wild pigs, you had a clue that I was going to be talking to a farmer who raises wild boar. So that's today's show. So today we are talking to one of the family members of the family of the Joneses who raise wild boar up in Arborg and this is Katie. Jones, Katie Jones. Katie has a, uh, I think it's called Katie's Firearms Training. And uh, so don't mess with Katie for sure. And if you're nice, you can order a half or whole wild boar. And this is a specific breed. And we're going to get into that discussion today. Uh, How they came about raising wild boar, what the nature of the animal is, and why if you're a hunter with your gun in your car, you shouldn't stop at their farm and start shooting from the road thinking you're helping the province out because what you're actually doing is killing their livestock. So think about it. If you see a wild boar that's surrounded by a huge eight-foot-high fence and electrified wire, then maybe they're supposed to be there. Think about that. And we talk a lot about yahoos on the Ryan Brook episode, and those are hunters. And not the... not. There's, you know, there's all kinds of people. There's all kinds of hunters. Some hunters don't really know what they're doing out there. So you got to educate yourself, hunters. Go get some education through uh, MWF or the government or your local firearms trainer or anybody who gives the hunter safety program. They'll be telling you, yeah, you can go hunt wild boar all season, but it's probably a dumb idea. Okay, and especially if you think you're just going to take pot shots at whatever. So if you train yourself not to take pot shots at actual wild pigs uh, because you're just exasperating the problem, then you'll already be trained not to shoot at somebody's wild boars that they're raising for livestock like the Joneses up in Arburg. Okay, so if you've done that in the past and they know you have, then uh, yeah, you might just want to make an anonymous uh, anonymous contribution to them because you just took away part of their livelihood. And maybe you don't know who you are. Maybe that's another reason you shouldn't be hunting. All right. So here we are, Manitobaville. It's the podcast. It's Mahangel. It's all the good stuff you come to expect from your local, uh, <laughs> your local introspective uh, podcast on what's going on around Manitoba. We're not a news outlet, thank goodness. We are not an opinion piece. We're not a mouthpiece. We don't have a political bent in our body because, uh, well, you know, the word bent is in there. So <laughs> we're not bent, I hope. We're probably bent in different ways. Thank goodness. Okay, so um, yeah, there you go. Here it is. You're listening to us. You're listening to everybody. A little shout out to Ewald for all the, uh, the good stuff we've been going through and uh, taking care of and getting the podcast up on its feet out there to the world uh, through the old home field. And uh, that's a good thing. Okay, if you want more information on that, contact us through manitobaville.ca and we'll hook you up. No problem. All right, so 
uh, what are we doing here? We're going to a little break and then we're going to get on with this. And uh, we're going to talk to Katie Jones about wild boar meat. In the meantime, and we'll listen to that one more time. You know, when I was in good voice. What the heck you do with those wild boars, man? That kind of question. Um, yeah, well, we like we got different bloodlines. So, like my dad, when he came into the country, he brought them in and shipped them from overseas and from the states and stuff. So, we got we got different bloodlines. We don't just have you know the stereotypical wild boar that you just catch in the bushes. Like mm-hmm. these are you know bred for their heads for you know for hunters and stuff like that. So, we just brought them in and you know outsourced them and then just built a horde bigger and bigger. Nice. Yeah, the ones in the wild, they, I was talking to Ryan Brook, he's one of the head researcher guys on that, and he said they don't mm. call them wild boars in the wild, he says they call them wild pigs, because they're, yeah. they're, they're different breeds that have escaped or been let go, and they've all interbreeded mm-hmm. now to the point that there is no actual, like, you might find, I guess, some groups of wild boar true in the wild, yeah. but there's zero guarantee that any pig you come across in the wild is a wild boar. Oh, 100%. There was a gentleman that was wanting to see if we were willing to sell a couple of our breeders. And he's like, you know, I'm looking for a wild boar. And I was like, well, what bloodline? Because he apparently got these wild boar from um, a zoo in Manitoba when they shut down, like he said, like 15 or 20 years ago or whatever. And I was like, yeah, but what bloodline? Like wild boars aren't just, you know, like like there's many. Like Mm -hmm. it's just like people. There's many different types of nationalities of people. It's the same thing with the pig. Okay. And the guy was like, really? And he was so baffled by it. I'm like, okay, oh, right on. <laughs> whatever yeah, whatever a, you wrap your head around then. Yeah, it's a teaching moment, right? Yeah, because yeah. Like, oh, I had no idea. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know, cattle. There's many different breeds of cattle. Like they all kind of look like a cow, but they're all different. <laughs> That's wild, eh? Hey, when did your dad bring yeah. them in? Like you say, your dad uh, came to Canada and brought them with him? Yeah, like... No, 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 dad, my dad moved from old countries from Wales. And then when he came out here, he just, uh, what was it, a neighbor or somebody local-ish had pigs and was older and just couldn't take care of them. So mm-hmm. then dad bought this small little herd off him of whatever mix it was. Like I okay. wasn't around, obviously, at that time. Right. And then he just, you know, learned a lot and liked them. And then, you know, brought in some San Diego and European bloodlines. And we just, you know, kept going from there. Oh, cool. Hey, when when did yeah. your dad came from Wales? So what what part of Wales? Uh, he's from Langlochlin. Well, I can't pronounce it correctly. Yeah. Like, but it's basically Langlochlin area. Like, so he came from '86 to attempt a new life. You know, when everybody else was coming to Canada. So yeah, my dad came from Wales, but way back, I think, in probably late '40s or '50s. Oh wow! Yeah, small world. That's crazy. Yeah, it's neat. He's from North Wales, up around Wrexham. Okay, yeah, my my that's where my dad is. My oh, uh, my uh, aunts and niece still all live. They live. Um, they were in Wrexham and they moved to Brimbo, which I'm assuming isn't far from there. I have no idea. Yeah. So <laughs> similar area. Well, they anyways. keep to their own up there. They keep to their own. They wouldn't move to South yeah. Wales. There's no way. No, no. Way. no. <laughs> Apparently, like not that I, you know, I've only been been out there a couple times to visit, but there's a there's a very strong line in between the two of them. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Got it. Yeah. Australia has New South Wales. I'm never going to Australia. Forget it. I don't want to see New South Wales. I want to see New North Wales. <laughs> like yeah, that, no eh? people are, yeah, that's, that's legit how it is. So, what, uh, what did you get Wales. then? What did you get on your mother's side? Uh, my mom is Icelandic, so she's from Gimli. Oh, she's local, born and raised. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my, my mom's mother was from, uh, her parents came from Germany, from... Um, well, my my great grandparents were Polish and German, so they okay. came from there. So, yeah, and then they they homesteaded in Gimli ish area, and then oh, you yeah. know just kind of stayed in that general area. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah, it's nice. That's yeah. why you guys are up there because you're up around Arburg. So, yeah, makes, yeah. Makes no, just, yeah, Dad bought a farm out here, and then you know Gimli's not that far, so Mom just moved in with them, and then yeah, just yeah, built you, it from there. You came along, boom. Done. Yeah, and the rest of the family. I got two I got another sister and three brothers. So there's there's a handful of us. Oh, they're busy. Okay, good. So they're more than just wild boar breeders. 
<laughs> yeah, no, we, we did the boil boar for oh, quite a few years, like I would say around 10 years at least. Like we had over a thousand head floating around, but really? wow. it just when blood samples, blood sampling to take them across the border went to like 50 bucks a head. Oh, okay. So, and the Americans didn't want to pay it. And then that's when like the food prices just went out the freaking mm-hmm. roof. Right, right. So, you know, it got really expensive. So we had to kind of sell them almost at a loss just to, just to a guy in Ontario that could, you know, still had the meat that he sold to China or something. I think he mm-hmm. said, so like, we just, we just couldn't, couldn't keep them. We had too many, you know, when you're that big and something bad happens, you're, yeah. you're pretty much screwed. If you're small, usually yeah. you can handle it sometimes a little better. So. Yeah. It's like the, the, yeah, the beef people too. They had to rebuild what twice, yeah. three times sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. So I, I know the feeling we've, we've been there, so it's super unfortunate, but you yeah. know, what, what can you do? It's what happens. Yeah, well, you got to make a, a hard decision at the time. Otherwise, you're going to make bad decisions later. Well, exactly. So yeah. you just got to you got to do it then. So we just kind of sold out and we kept a handful to ourselves that we basically like during the last couple of years, a lot of people come to the farmyard and we just sell them like already sealed dressed. Mm-hmm. So people just come with their trucks. We drop it in their truck in like halves or whatever they ask. And yeah. they go take it to their own butcher or do their own stuff, whatever their plan is. So. Yeah. So that's, it's been good for us now. We probably have sold more off the yard, like just field dress than we have in like, as long as I can remember. So, but wow. the price of meat is also just absolutely bonkers in the store. So. Yeah. Well, how does that compare then? Like when you're selling, um, cause I always look at things people put up on Kijiji and they'll say, Oh, pasture raised or local raised farm raised. Mm-hmm. And then they'll put up a price per pound. And then you go to the store and you're looking at price per kilo and then the price per pound, small print, blah, blah. And it always changes. Yeah. How, how does it usually yeah. uh, fare? Like, is your prices um, quantifiably lower? Does it ride the market? Like, is um, it always a better price than the I've, store bought? Eh, we just have a set price. We've never, we've like, mind you, of course, prices change. But in the last few years, we've never changed our price because they are what they are. Like, okay. I think pretty sure dad's got them at four, four fifty a pound or whatever. So once we field dress them, we just put them on the hook, weigh them, and there you go. Okay. So if you, you yeah. know, we just did just straight price because all our animals, like we don't, like wild boar don't carry any known disease. So none of them are injected with anything, you know, the most, most, most thing they get that's bought from a store is basically like maybe like a salt block or something, but mm. that's not really anything. Like we GMO, don't. GMO, that's a GMO, man. Yeah. You're yeah. affecting them. You're putting yeah. salt in. Right? <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's whatever, not pure. right? Whatever. They drank water. What but, are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if they're no, supposed to grow they're, nothing. They're pretty much as natural as they can get. And they, yeah. they like, I, like, I've grown up on it. So I just think it's, it is what it is. But then like randomly, I'll just not want to thaw anything out of the freezer. So I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to go to the store. I'll pay the money. I just want, you know, I want to eat this pork now. Mm-hmm. And you'll make stuff in your bill. And then you notice, you yeah. notice the difference. You're like, you know, I always think it tastes the same. But then after you eat wild for so long and then you go to the tame, you're like, Ugh. Yeah. and I hate wild meat. Like, I mean, like deer, like any wild meat for hunting, like I hate it. Yeah, I think so it's lean. disgusting. I think yeah. it's the grossest shit in the world. Yeah. So yeah. gross. And I hate the wild tang because you can, like, I can taste it. Mm-hmm. But when you have like pork, it's not really wild because we still feed them grain that we've grown on our field so it's right. not like they're just living off fruits and crap yeah but you it, it does taste significantly better like so much more flavor and uh, like to me anyways i think it's delicious so i'm going to be spoiled then because of course i'm going to get someone oh, yeah. and try it and that'll oh, be yeah. it and then i'll be oh, driving yeah. to our it'll, every week too. you 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 will <laughs> like my dad i like i i don't know what i'm gonna do because like i can't cook a steak like my dad or a pork chop or nothing mm-hmm. and like go there and he's got like the old style cast iron pans like you have to cook it in a cast iron pan it's just yeah. not the same if you don't and it just cooks so good and it's so tender however when i try and cook it <laughs> it's just rock salt i don't know what i'm doing so i'm like i i can't cook a steak like my dad or a chop or like yeah. anything any meat wise i'm just like i just go to the farm for supper i'm like i'm not even gonna try <laughs> Well, we've well, learned, we've them. learned from regular pork. Like we get, um, there's a local store that sells a Boston butt shoulder roast for pork, which is okay. a really high cut is the best. And, and so we just put it in for like four hours. We'll put it in for three hours, then put uh, the vegetables in and with a shoulder, yeah, you yeah. can't go wrong. Cause it has to break down and it has to, the sinews and everything tendons have to turn into, yeah. uh, you know, then they turn into like a sweeter kind of, uh, taste. Uh-huh. And everything. So we, that's our mm-hmm. way of cheating. The other thing we love is the pork roast because it's a quick thing. And uh, oh, yeah. so we just throw the probe in. We have an, in, an oven probe. 
So we just bang okay, that yeah. in and then watch it, keep it lower than, you know, 145 is our rule, but we bring it out about okay. 135 and then let it just rest and come and finish. So, uh, so yeah, sort of like uh, hacking, you got to hack the, uh, how it's yeah. done, but stovetop would be such a fine touch because. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it takes a bit, like at least the bonus thing is like, you mm -hmm. like we add like a little bit of fat to it because like wild it's like our wild isn't super lean but it's nowhere close as fatty as the tame stuff yeah okay so depending on how you cook it sometimes you have yeah. to add a little bit of fat but my so dad, what are you doing stove, on, butter, on the so. oven on the stovetop you're doing like pork chops and things like that yeah yeah dad just does pork chops mainly like mm -hmm. depending what our plan is like sometimes he'll take a roast and he just slices it and then fries them and then we have like sandwiches Right. You know, in between working on the field or, you know, the normal. Yeah. But no, pork chops are just like amazing on a cast iron pan and like a little bit of butter. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm a, like a rosemary person. Like, I, mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. I'm the only person in my yeah. family that loves rosemary. And I got a sprinkle rosemary and garlic on there. And like, well, you can cook for jelly us because yeah, we love the rosemary with uh, lots oh, of things. I love rosemary. Especially like, I lamb. Before, I used like to lamb or pork. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Like mom, like dad, we used to have like, like a very large sheep operation too. And dad would make like the best lamb chops and like, you know, like the <laughs> proper mint jelly, like not the jelly jelly, yeah. but like the more liquidy one yeah. that has yeah. the actual like mint leaves in it. Oh, so good. Yeah. So yeah. good. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, ah. okay. I'm giving up this place. I'm coming up there. So that's all. That's all to it. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> like when it, you eat well. It's pretty good. Like definitely. Yeah. Yeah. When you eat well, life is so good. You'll do anything. Work on the farm. It, sure. And that's, and that's, do this, do that. And that's that. really important. Like dad always said that when you're younger, it's like the one thing, like we weren't super well off when we were younger so you know mm -hmm. pinch pennies just like everybody did back in the day yeah but one thing we never pinch pennies on is food because that's like you know if you got a good belly good full belly and you're in a better mood you're going to work better if you're always you know eating food that's not really flavorful or not gonna mm -hmm. you know strike your fancy kind of thing he's like you're just not in it you're not yeah. you're not as productive as you can be so i pretty much you know lived by that i'm like i don't cheap out on food yeah. like unless there are two of the exact same thing and what is cheaper? Well, then, okay, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah saving money is one thing. Not. Eating wrong is the, yeah. the other. Yeah, yeah, exactly, 100%. So how do you find uh, people, um, like when you say we do wild boar, like do people's eyes open a little and they go, what? What, what are you talking about? Um, usually, yeah, they're they're like, what? And like, oh, yeah, you know, like the wild pigs, like the black thing yeah. with, you know, the high, tusks like, and, fur the, on and their, their mean. On their, yeah. yeah, and they're like, like, don't they bite you? And I'm like, <laughs> just like any other animal if you go after it it gonna go after you like yeah we had a couple in the early days because um like the bloodline that we kept who had very long pointed nose like they weren't as thick okay but then our our guys in the state said they were really hard to stuff because of the pointed nose so we kind of got a different bloodline to to change it it also worked in our favor because the ones with the pointed nose which i can't remember their what they actually what their bloodline was but they were very like erratic like if you bothered them and they were startled they would like bark and like run at you okay. like man was i in like wicked shape when i was little like nowhere <laughs> close now but like we would yeah. like scale these fences like we've got fences that would be about probably i would say seven eight foot high give or take really? and like we would be diving over them because these pigs they would climb the fences like they can literally climb a fence wow. and chase you wow. like they're bonkers but those ones we pretty much whenever there was a bad one like my dad would always mark it like you know, you'd either throw like a, a paintball, um, like at it kind of thing to splatter the first. We know which one it was. Right. Not that it was hard to right. pick out when it started running at you. Because it won't stand but, still long enough for you to write yeah, uppity yeah. on it. <laughs> exactly. So we usually ship those ones pretty fast or they ended up in the freezer because <laughs> dad, dad was all for, you know, having fun and, you know, yeah. like knowing how to be careful. But he said when there was the animals that would possibly cause injury to any of the family, like yeah. he made sure he got rid of them pretty fast because he didn't want anyone to get on, get hurt when we could have like fixed that situation. Yeah. We only had those big white geese one year on the farm. That was enough. <laughs> we were like, okay, whatever. <laughs> right. They're just so bad. Once we got rid of like the couple bad ones, like it was always good. Like they were never mm -hmm. really bad. They 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 have their babies and you leave them alone until they decide to bring their babies out to show you. Is mm -hmm. the just of it? So, you know, like you don't go into the bushes and go find them because yeah. mothers got young babies just like any other animal out there. So people always it just makes me angry that people always think they're these dangerous creatures when they're not. Mm -hmm. Like the ones that we have, like my little cousin or cousin, my nephew Charlie. He's like he's two, two and a half. 
and mm-hmm. we're out there feeding like just a little bit that we've got in our barn and charlie always comes with us and we've got this little pen because we've got a baby that the mom like we don't know if, if the mom just like just you know left it and just didn't want to take care of it so we caught it and we put in this little little pen and we feed it so it's got this you know it's got a name it's got curly hair it's just a cool little thing <laughs> and then what happened is while we're feeding the goats that we have Charlie literally crawls into this pen with this baby pig and Charlie's just sitting there and this pig is just barking at Charlie. And I'm like, this, I don't know about this dad. You know, I yell at my dad. I'm like, I don't know. Is this supposed to be happening? Cause I didn't know like mm-hmm. he'd actually climbed in there. I just seen him sitting in there. I'm like, I feel like he probably shouldn't be in there, but the pig, they, they're more scared of you than you are of them. Right. Yeah. He just, the pig barked a couple of times, like probably about five times. And then kind of went to the far corner, which was about five or six feet away from Charlie, and just would sit there and just stare. Yeah. Like, just eyes did not leave this little kid. And Charlie just doesn't care. He was trying to pet him. And yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. it was super entertaining. But <laughs> they really, they you know, they really don't attack unless you make a reason for it. Like, so we like, grew up with them when they were little. Yeah. They're like cobras then. They're, they're deadly, but they're defensive. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. you know, they're fine if you, you give them their respect and they're good. Like, my friends send me these videos on, you know, YouTube and stuff. And there was this one in particular that these pigs were, like, in the bushes. And then they shot. And the pig literally, like, came after this guy with a gun and then came after the person with the phone. And I'm like, <laughs> start off with, like, they're trying to shoot them. So if somebody was shooting me, yeah. I'm going to retaliate. Like, mm-hmm. what, what did you think was going to happen? Like, you thought it was going to run away? That's, that's not what pigs do. They yeah. run towards you. Eliminate the threat. So, yeah exactly like pigs aren't stupid like pigs are very smart things like like we've had tons of animals on the farm and like with pigs they're so clean it's ridiculous how do you find being in the pork industry with the wild boars because the government Um, went so whole hog into uh the big like the hutterites and the big farmers who have the congested like the big operation the monoculture creating the pork you know, and, and you can't go in there. You give a disease in there and they're all dead. You know, it's such a precarious environment. I, so how do they view this, the other operators who are more just real people? Are they hard on you or are they like the regulations um, obstruct anything? No, for us, it wasn't too bad. It's like the pink pigs are all, it's, it's you know, they're designed for <laughs> the, pink pigs. the people <laughs> eating and like, and the pink pig are also gross. Yeah. And they're so dirty. And like, I, like I've been to a pink, pink pig barn once and I'm never again. Like I just <laughs> was so ashamed by how they're treated. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm like, we are superior creatures, like full on, like you can treat an animal correctly if you're going to mm-hmm. eat it or whatever your plan is. Like yeah. I've been raised that way. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. And we but, raised like, them on our farm too. When I was a kid, we raised two or three, Yeah, you know, Berkshire or whatever they were, the pink pigs. Yeah. 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 We had Berkshire. Yeah. Too for so a we bit. came clean, you know, you, you muck them out, yeah. but they do. Yeah. They do get dirty and stuff. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, going to those places, like, they have a lot of rules and stuff because of how they're run and, yeah. you know, they how they do their breeding and their injections and stuff like that. But we, mm-hmm. we're we pretty lucky because, like I said, Wellbore don't carry any diseases. Like, mm-hmm. they, they don't. They they don't get sick. That's it's not a thing. They are strong animals. Yeah. So we just, we've never, other than, like, the blood sampling, which is to cross the border, mm-hmm. like, that was kind of shitty when the price increased. But other than that, we didn't really have to do anything like um they did they did remove penned hunting when i was like you know when we were in it so that has been okay but at least 15 years ago now gotta be at least 15 if not longer and so like we would do like hunts like people would come from the states like we have like hundreds and hundreds of acres so it mm-hmm. wasn't no like five by five foot pen yeah. or anything so they'd have to actually but get out because there yeah, like it was a legit real hunt. Like, you know, you you felt like you were in the middle of nowhere because we live in the middle of nowhere. But they removed it. They removed pen hunting, I guess they said. If that I don't know if it was PETA or whatever, animal cruelty rights, oh, whatever, yeah. whoever it is. Right. And they said that it was cruel and, oh. you know, not not right. I'm like, these pen hunting was now called pen hunting for anybody that wasn't family. Right. So like us, family, like it's not really pen hunting because we're shooting it to fill our freezer. Like it's not, yeah. you know, different you know, same kind of thing, but different area because they're ours. But yeah, people can no longer come over and, you know, pretend to do the hunting thing and, you know, see if they can even get it. Like we had people go out there that never got the animal. Mm-hmm. Like the, the animals was still there and we just would feed it and then we'd catch it back and put it back in the field with everything <laughs> else. And, you know, for we'll next take time. the hunter's money. Yeah. Just, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we never at any point would put food in that pen and like have an area where, you know, you just chill out by the food area. Yeah. And, you know, no, if you want to hunt, 
you have to know what you're doing. Your gun better be sighted in and you better know how to send things and stuff like that. Like, yeah. like we would never do a, a pen hunt as in a small pen. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's just cruel. Like, no, like if you just like hunting, you go out there and you attempt to figure out what you're doing. Like yeah. if that deer walks in front of you, you're not pulling that trigger because you need to actually know what you're doing and have like a challenge. Like, no. yeah. Yeah. but that's just how we've always been kind of thing. So it was unfortunate that they did remove the hunting bit because some people loved it and we did make a little bit of extra money, which was nice too, which we didn't really didn't have to do too much. We just had to catch pig, put it in one of the other fields. That was huge. And to be, tell the people, here you go, have fun. Did you change so, the name? Just change uh, the name. Change, pardon? Just change the name. <laughs> and then the regulation doesn't doing. apply to you. We're not doing pen yeah, hunting. No, we are doing facilitated capture. Yeah, and that is yeah, not in your that's... regulations. Sorry, and we're yeah, an outfitter then, anyway, yeah. so ha ha, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, I you know what disgusts that, me that is the, uh, the when they do a, a patch of uh, like a garden to attract the bears, and then mm. right beside it they have like some kind of on stilts a little uh, hide, hideout, you mm. know, for the guys yeah. to go and and they sit in there all day and just wait for a bear to come and eat the, and then they shoot it yep. and then they go look, I'm a great white hunter. Yeah, I I like I hate those so much. Like, yeah, I I just don't like it. Like, I've got friends that do the moose hunting, and like, I love moose. Like, I would never go hunting because, like, I do like I teach those courses, and -hmm. like, we're just so short on moose. I just can't bring myself to ever go hunting moose until like the population gets up there. Yeah, but I got friends that go out and they spend like a week in the bushes, and like they are roughing it. Mm -hmm. And so when they get it, I'm like, well, you deserved it. Like, you work hard. You knew what you were doing. You didn't just stay in one spot and hope that it was going to come to your call like they yeah. do crazy work like i appreciate my friends for being that way but yeah. people that just sit in the freaking you know in a place and there's food in front and just sit there like no no you don't you're not a hunter and then of course they make it look all cool i'm like you didn't even yeah. do anything <laughs> it just grinds my gears like yeah. no you, yeah they're you holding they're holding the head up to take the picture and they got super crisp clothes on nothing's dirty right their hair's all done the they have camera so ready clean. makeup I got my eyeliner yeah, all perfect. Like, and look, I killed this, I'm like, by the way. Mm. Yeah, it's just lame. I know. Like, I follow a lot of women hunters. Most of them are okay, but there's a couple out there that 100%, like, I'm sure they get full face makeup before this photo, mm-hmm. and they look so clean. And I'm like, anybody, like, country hunting-ish knows that ain't legit. Anybody yeah. from the city probably thinks that's true. Yeah, they think so, it's wild. Wow, it look what they did. Yeah. Well, actually, anybody from the city, so is, they're starting to say, oh, that's cruel. That's, you know. It's, it's, you know they got the high power rifle in the picture and stuff like it just yeah drives me drives me crazy like i'm so glad that i don't really do the hunting thing because i think people just make me more mad than anything else i just teach them safe values and hope that they mm-hmm. you know carry it through but you know people are going to do what they're going to do yeah so, so you yeah whatever. you teach you teach the pal courses that's your yeah one of the things yeah, you do? pal and hunters education so yeah that's what that's what I got into after, you know, we, we did a lot with the farm and then we slowly sold out the pigs and then we went to, originally we had sheep and then we went to pigs and went back to sheep and then we just sold it all out and now we just have goats. But it's like, eh, I want to do something else. So I do like competition shooting all over the state. So okay. I just had people want to know how to get their license. So it just seemed like the obvious next step just to teach these courses. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I got trained for that. So it just. It works out well. My teaching pays for my, my shooting addiction, so it, it works out. So, yeah, no, I, I travel all over the joint. Like, I was in Texas a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I'll be in Vernal in a few weeks, and then I'll be in, you know, do the Canadian circuits, and going to go to Las Vegas for the first time this year to go do a shoot, so right. I just, I have schedules and a half, so it's, it's, it's shooting season, so there's so many shoots you have to hit to keep your qualifications, so okay. that's what I got to do. Neat. Hey, do you get to, how far do you ship your, uh, your wild boar meat? How far can you ship that? Um, yeah. Like, so for, for shipping the, the wild pigs, I usually, when I go to my shoots all over Manitoba, I just bring it with me because there's shooters or local people that want it. So I just get, you know, cooler and ice and whatever. Okay. And I just put it in back my vehicle and bring it with me. Neat. So yeah, it, it works out best. Like, cause I shoot, like I go, I tons of people. So there we dad tells them that what we have and they're like, Oh, next time you come out, bring some. So mm-hmm. like when we were in Brandon last summer, we brought it, we brought like, I don't know. I think it was half a pig and like a quarter of a bison with us. That was interesting to like freezer package. Cause it's not like Brandon is an hour away. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure there's a bunch of ice and like had it packed like no tomorrow. And oh, it was yeah. good. It traveled fine. So. Yeah. 
That's neat. So bison, where do you get the bison from? Um, we have bison too. Oh, really? Oh, great. Yeah, it was just, just a small herd, like nothing, mainly like a hobby thing. So we've got, I think right now we've only got about, I think, 18 or 20. I think it's 18. So, but it takes a couple of years for the babies to get big enough to harvest. Mm-hmm. So we we did harvest quite a few last year and had a bunch of babies this year. And so we probably won't be harvesting until next year. We might the end of the year. There might be one. Yeah. But it's not if they're not to size, what's the point of the waste? You might yeah. as well just keep it and wait till next year. So, but yeah, we do. We do a lot of that, too. It's nice to be able to, you know, supply the family with our own fresh meat and very rarely have to go to the store. Like, I don't know what we're going to do when we finally are done with the pigs and done with the bison and done with like the sheep and everything. It's like, I'm going to be in for like a culture shock going to the store. Well, there won't, there won't be stores by then. You might as well keep, you keep a hand <laughs> in because you're going to need the food at some point and everybody else is going to yeah, be going, it. where can I get my own breeding stock? Cause yeah. that's true. Like a lot of, a lot of my friends have started to buy like piglets from like local uh, colonies and stuff. Yeah. And they just raise them through the summer, but they're also pink pigs, but still, yeah. you know, they have their own scrap buckets, their own yard stuff. So at least they're being fed different than those mass produced ones. Yes. Yes. That's what a lot of them are doing now just to, yeah. you know, be able to feed their family and they have a couple extra that they sell to friends. And I'm like, yeah, they have time for that. I don't <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's no way once we're done that I will have any pets. Like it's just, <laughs> I got, I don't have the time. Like I teach like almost, I teach every weekend. If I'm not teaching, I'm shooting. Yeah. Like I literally have no time to care of an animal. I have a pet dog <laughs> and I can barely take care of his ass. Cause if I'm traveling outside of, of Canada, I can't take him with me. It's like, ah, <laughs> so what I need is just like, you know, a ton of, I need children that are old enough. Yeah. Like I don't have kids, but I need kids <laughs> to take care of all the animals. Then we're golden. Hello, adoption agency. <laughs> Adoption yeah. agency. Do you have any fifteen-year-olds? <laughs> yeah, I should. Okay. I should start posting. It's like I want to adopt a sixteen-year-old so they can do my chores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what we got. Yeah. That's crazy. But then I'd have to also make sure that they actually like don't break the law or something. So. Well, that's true. Yeah, there's always risks. That, yeah, I don't know if I want to be in charge of a sixteen-year-old. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> Maybe a thirteen-year-old. You can train them. Until they get their license. Yeah, I could do I could do a twelve or thirteen year old because I teach like I teach uh, minimum age ten, mm-hmm. and like I'm I do good with ten year olds, but also you know they're taking a course they want to do right, so yeah. <laughs> it's, it's different. But I feel like I would have if if I ever adopt a ten year old, they'd be a really cool ten year old, and I've had them like competing straight off the bat. Like they would have stories to tell their friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, how do you find gas prices are impacting everything too? Oh my God. Like that's insane. Like, like fuels, like, what did it go up to in town? It's like 180 something or whatever. At like one point it was like, really high. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's bonkers. Like definitely in the last little bit since fuel has skyrocketed, there has been a significant drop in people coming to the farm to pick up halves and quarters. Like I've noticed that quite a bit because yeah. people aren't really traveling because well, when you add fuel, like exactly, you're from yeah. Winnipeg, we used to teach a lot or not teach, uh, sell a lot to Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're driving from, from Winnipeg to Arbor, you're probably looking at easy 50 bucks in fuel, mm-hmm. depending what you're driving. Yep. And then, so once you add that 50 bucks in fuel and you add like this half or quarter you're getting or what have you, it's like, is it really worth it? You might as well just go to the store and buy as you need. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, that's been really unfortunate. And I'm sure like lots of people out here are feeling it as well. Like we, I was on Lac de Bonnie last weekend for the outdoor show. And like it had a decent turnout. Like I think they had fifteen hundred people on the Saturday, which which mm-hmm. is like okay. Yeah. Um, but like a lot of people that I spoke to in advance, they weren't going because the price of fuel. Yeah. And that was their main reason because fuel's so expensive. And I was like, Well, I don't blame you. So it's it's affecting like it's like it's causing issue everywhere. So yeah. Super unfortunate. Yeah, it's funny because back in my day, the seventies when I was a little kid and then eighties when I was a teenager and that it seemed like there's there's a lot more people in the countryside, so you didn't feel mm-hmm. like you had to go anywhere far away, because all the the big events were yeah. in town, and you know the you had neighbors and the neighbors visiting neighbors. The dances were in the smaller towns, the villages, yeah, stuff like that. And then then as people depopulated, you had to drive further just to see people or to get things done. So it seems yeah. like now the gas prices are hitting. Everybody's staying close to home. Do you find more people are, yeah. are wanting to move out like into the country around where you are as opposed to living um, in a town or like they want to change their lifestyle? Um, 
like during, I guess, the the height of COVID, I guess, if that's the correct term, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that a lot of people were wanting to move to the country because I had a, I had a, I have a rental place that I sold. But now with the fuel prices going up and the mortgage rates also, like the prime rate increasing, mm-hmm. I've noticed like there's a lot of places for sale and it doesn't really look like any of them are moving right now. Yeah. And before they were. So, like, I just think it's just everything, like, to take to, that's going into account. Like, I'm looking at getting a holiday home in Tucson, and the mortgage rates are at 5.5 right now. I'm pretty sure that's what RBC told me. Yeah. And that's insane. Like, my mortgage rate ain't close to that. <laughs> like, my one in Canada. Like, that's bonkers. And that's, like, American size. So, it's like, oosh. Yeah. And then you got to cross borders and stuff to go visit it. Well, yeah, like, well, I shoot out there. So the reason why I want to get a place is because when I go out there for four weeks, I go two weeks in the spring or two weeks in like January and then mm-hmm. two weeks in November. And when you calculate how much I'm spending for, you know, flight and I'm spending on, you know, rental and Airbnb and car rental, mm-hmm. I could literally be making a mortgage payment. Like it works out to actually I'm saving money buying a house out there. And then rent it out the rest so, of the year. Yeah. So it's huh. just, it's a smarter move. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, I guess it was good after the uh, the mortgage bubble popped down there. They said land was real cheap for a while. Yeah, and and the thing is, right now, like for properties, a lot of the land was was cheap, and a lot of the property was cheap-ish, mm-hmm. right? And so all these big farmers were buying up all this property, which is you know all good and dandy. But now with you know the flooding to start yeah. off with in our area, we're doing nothing but sandbagging. Like right. my hands are killing me, and so property is not really worth nothing because of the water. Yeah. If it doesn't dry up, you ain't going to use it. Yeah. And all their like mortgages that they got on the property are increasing in interest rate. Mm-hmm. So it's just you know all those people that bought all that property and all those big people that just bought it up. It's like well, long term it may pay off, but right now it's not going to be not ideal. That's yeah. for sure. You know we need more regulation. I think. Pardon. We need more regulations. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Regulate well, the water. The right Tell the water, there. you can't be here unless you get paid in taxes. You know? Well, <laughs> yeah, like right now, like I don't know if you've seen like the news with Arberg oh, and stuff, yeah. how we're like we're floating. Yeah. But yeah. That's the thing. I don't know. Like it is, it's bad, yes. Like I was sandbagging all day for Monday and we're trying to keep up and save a bunch of places and a lot of places we gave up on. Yeah. But now they're, they're, flooding water from the south side to the north side of 68 mm-hmm. and it's like so you're basically draining the water in hopes to lower it mm-hmm. but it's already lowering okay yeah. it hasn't gone up since yesterday and so you're going to flood the other side of town because to yeah. save three houses on one side you're going to flood, flood like 100 on the other so it makes no sense what they're doing but from what people i'm talking to they say that it's just emergency funding and they're just trying to make a big show of it now yeah. to you do know, something and it's like yeah, yeah. Just it's do like something. The community has been really good helping out. We've been sandbagging like no tomorrow. Yeah. But it's just now, like today and yesterday, it's like just seems like now it's just a show. It's like no, it it has slowly gone down. Like how would help the people that houses did get flooded and did get ruined? How would help them empty their stuff out now instead of pumping this water needlessly? There's no mm-hmm. goddamn reason for it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. You can the only thing that seems to be regulated or taxed is human beings. <laughs> And government hasn't figured right. out how to tax animals, wild animals, nature, you know, the rainwater, the flooding, yeah. and all that oh, kind they're, of stuff. Oh, they're, so, they're working on it, though, you know, like yeah. MWF and, you know, all the tourism communities, like, they're all getting, getting you know, taxed. They're taxing the people more and more. Yeah. So. But that's what like, I mean. If like they could tax shit, rainwater, all going up. Yeah. then the rainwater would go away, right? <laughs> you know. Probably. But, uh, yeah, nature's, yeah, nature just overrides everything. It just doesn't matter. Yeah, no, you try and control it. It's like, mm-hmm. whatever's happened, going to happen. Like, just go with the flow, help the direction of whatever's going on if you can, but you ain't going to stop nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. So you're wasting your energy. Yeah, it's like all of human existence. It doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. Just, just doesn't go matter. Go One of flow. my friends have a really good theory that they told me the other day, and they're like, our lives don't matter. I'm like, okay keep going like what's your theory this time because he always has these random theories and i'm always entertained by them yeah. and he's like you know when they say you die and your life flashes before your eyes I'm like yeah and he's like well that's what we're in right now we're literally our life is flashing before our eyes we're already dead we're just reliving it and i'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> like that's his newest theory i'm like oh, i love you this is great okay and that's one that's just one of the problems with legalized marijuana <laughs> <laughs> the dude doesn't even smoke marijuana i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing 
yeah my friends always got wicked theories like yeah. they have to leave them but yeah it's, well it's, it's fun it's, fun. it's a real mind bender when you start thinking about like okay we're in we're yeah. on the earth we're in the galaxy we're in the universe we're in the milky way what's outside of that yeah. well there's other universes yeah. and the, okay well, what's outside yeah, exactly. of that well there's other so what's outside Just, of like this all must exist going. somehow, but how can it Some, all, even if it's 20,000 universes, what's that inside of? Or, and how can it be? Because if there isn't anything else, how can it exist? What's it hanging on to? What, you know, what yeah, are we floating Those are, those are our, our drunken conversations yeah. all the time. We're like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, and I was like, my, my theory is that the reason why we've never been visited by, you know, aliens, if that's the term you want to use, is because they've realized that we're that stupid that they don't want anything to do with us. <laughs> or we're the last ones out there. We're the last ones. We could be. Yeah. You, 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 you never know. Like, it's just crazy when you think about it. It's nuts. <laughs> and the only way to keep us distracted from that is to make sure we don't drink raw milk. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Takes your mind and right I off the universe. That, uh, yeah, like, milk. I didn't know that was a thing forever. Like, I had no idea. Because, like, you know, we... Literally, we used to have a cow that we milked like yeah. when I was little, and I remember we just drink that milk. Like, never thought anything was wrong with it. I'm alive. They I grew up on me. that. I grew up on that stuff. Yeah, so. and then they, all of a sudden you can't do it because I had farming friends out here that you know when milk prices are just insane in general. Yeah, and they would just go to the local farmer and take their you know jug and fill yeah. it up and good to go. It's like, what? what there are other things. How about like you know instead of legalizing marijuana like <laughs> not have done that because now legalizing it like each of their own like i don't care most of my friends all, all yeah. are weed smokers yeah. but like you legalize that what's become super predominant in small communities and cities coke yeah. because now the drug dealers got to move from one thing to another so yeah. now coke has gotten completely out of control since they legalized marijuana and it's like yeah. so what are you gonna do legalize coke now like the government can get taxes on that too like what what is it yeah i think part of the problem is you know it used to be i think for people fun to have marijuana because it was illicit and it was a whatever and yeah oh i'm skirting the yeah, law it was more here. Of like a, you know yeah, more, more of like a thrill kind of yeah. thing and then when they say well it's legal now they go uh well whatever hmm. you know well, i can it's not I mean, as fun now right yeah, i could just like, drink two beers and feel sort of the same i did anyway like whatever oh let me get this thing yeah yeah this is illegal Ooh, yeah. ah, you know now i can be back yeah to, to getting the thrill out of it and yeah it's, it's so bad when my friends yeah, well, yeah exactly people don't know what they're doing like yeah. it's no matter if you have like i guess good stuff or whatever where they say it's made better out of whatever yeah. but cocaine like either way you don't and, know what's yeah. in it's bad for you <laughs> yeah well cocaine and heroin both affect the nervous system and that's yeah, what gives you overdoses you right like those yeah, two drugs good. too much of it will <laughs> short circuit your body Whereas like yeah, things like, like marijuana don't affect that at all. So you, there's zero cases of anybody overdosing on marijuana because yeah, it just doesn't affect the body the same way. So it can't. Yeah. You get sick maybe if you green out or something, but yeah, never but, heard of anybody dying or overdosing from weed. Like yeah, that's exactly. Whereas the other stuff now they're say. pushing people to, it's like, yeah, you can die from that quite easily. Yeah. Mm. It's like, Oh, let's try that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Do you want to die? Seems like a horrible idea, but okay. Hey, speaking of dying, um, when you, when a person buys a half of a wild boar and mm -hmm. you sell it by the half or horse, let's like say we say a half because the halves are the same, right? So what yeah. would a, what kind of cuts would you uh, get out of that? And like um, in whole, like how would you use that half? Um, we pretty much like we cut the ribs and like, you know, in half so we can do rib racks. And then mainly we do most of it into chops and then you keep a couple of like the, like the hind in the front quarter for a roast. And that's really about it. Like okay. you don't get as much as you, as you think you get, but mm -hmm. also we're not selling Borkshires or pink pigs. Like wild boars take 18 months minimum to come to weight. Like they take a lot longer to grow. And that's why usually they're more expensive okay. because they just, they take, you know, pink pig, you can get it in the spring and it's ready to butcher by, you know, the fall. That's, mm. that's not the case with wild. They take a lot longer to grow. And then if you want tusks, they take longer because the tusks grow after. Oh, so the tusk is sort of like a, a prize. Yeah, like the like when they're younger, like say a year, a year and a half, they're just little spikies, like tiny little things that you can barely see. Okay. But once they get, you know, around the four or five years old, they got good tusks on them. So like we've got a couple, we got a head that we got mounted. And it's like, it's massive. Like my arms kind of can just barely go around like the girth really? of it. Wow. Yeah. And the teeth have got to be about, you know, four inches long. So 
like, but that's, that's what they want for trophy heads. So when you take that long to grow them, the price is up there. And then when you add $50 a head for blood sampling, it was just becoming too much. Yeah. So at that age, like four or five years, they're still good to eat. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. Um, like anything older ish, of course, is going to be a little more tough kind of, but you just cook it properly. You know, yeah. you marinate them or whatever. Um, like we would never like, ever butcher our like breeding boars like all the boars that you would get they're all castrated like they're cut right so they they would have a better taste in general right. so we don't we don't eat breeding boars that's just it's not yeah. what you do <laughs> you don't do pretty desperate yeah pretty starving yeah like like yeah like like we would if we had to you know yeah. you just have to marinate them like no tomorrow but it's just not ideal because breeding boars again are older so yeah. Oh, but you know you can turn anything into into like ground pork. You know it's all gonna it's gonna be the same if you're grinding it all. Yeah. So would somebody make ground pork then out of like take a half home? You'd use part of it to you could you could do all that kind of thing with it. Yeah, yeah. Like we've depending on what we've got in our freezer, if we already have a lot and there's a couple that need to get butchered, otherwise they'll get too old or we just don't have the space for them. Depending on the situation, we'll just butcher them and we just cut them all up into into like meat chunks and we've got our own grinding setup so we just grind it all into either sausages or just little pound pound and a half baggies for you know our own use if we we're doing you know whatever we need to ground meat for okay so other than selling holes and halves do you do any smaller packages like uh, specialty things like uh, sausage things like that um we we can't legally know okay. um because to sell to the public and have it like you know, being sold as ground or being sold as like chops or roast or something, we have to have them stamped. So oh, we're not okay. doing that because that's crazy expensive. So that's why we sell and have, and then they just take it to their own butcher because butchers all have their, you know, qualifications and stuff like that. So, right. okay. but yeah, we, we do it for ourselves. And like, you know, like for you, I'm just going to grab something out of the freezer mm-hmm. and like, you know, give you something, but we can't like legally sell it because it's not stamped. Okay. Okay. So, so I have to trade you something then. I'll have to bring something of value. Yeah. It's it's all good. You just make sure you talk good about about the wild pigs. And yeah. then I'm I'm happy because it just you know, people have these common misconceptions about tons of stuff and like one with pigs is that they're dangerous creatures and they, you know, cause issues with farmland and stuff. I'm like, you know, the reason for it in the first place, like when we were big into pigs, there was a couple local ish people in the interlake that can no longer afford to feed them because mm. it got so expensive yeah. and they couldn't sell them because nobody had the money at that time. And so they just let them go. Yeah. And so what the government should have had is like maybe a program for people who had wild pigs. You know, we understand it's hard to keep them like, you know, have a grant or something to help feed them mm-hmm. or, you know, something, but they didn't. So what did farmers do? They just let them go. And then we got a lot of backlash for that because people thought they were ours because, yeah. you know, we were the prominent breeder at the time right. and people would send me photos like, on email or whatever and i'm like no those aren't our pigs because we know what they look like yeah. like they're like you said there's tons of different breeds out there it's like no those those are not not ours. Yeah, yeah. like and they're like what do you mean i'm like that is not what our pigs look like like i know what ours <laughs> look like well and they're all interbred out there too so it's uh it's more like a yeah, manitoba wild pig versus and yeah exactly like yeah. they're they're everywhere like i know they say there's a bad issue more in so what is it? Southwestern Manitoba? Yes. I think they said there's no, an Spruce issue, Woods, but Spruce Woods and, yeah. that. and they're spreading. They and it's track like... them all the way to um, the east side of the province, over by uh, Lake of the Woods, and that now. Oh wow! Yeah, they're really traveling. Well, they 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 do. They travel a lot, and they travel in herds, and mm. you know, you, they're just like a wild animal, like anything else. Like to be honest, they should just have you know a season for them and have an area where people can go hunting and just let people do their thing. But yeah. right now, no season, so there's just people driving around all the time yeah. looking to shoot wild boar because you know there's no season for them but then people were shooting ours off the highway like oh, we used yeah. to have like like a couple hundred right on the side of seven where i've now built a house yeah. and people would shoot them off the highway Jeez. and just leave them there it's like those aren't like yeah. free range like these are our livelihood yeah. and that was a problem like the government yeah. just did open season for wild boars and it's like how about maybe require you buy a tag for the year at least the government's getting their money there yeah and this way it would stop people from just shooting random things if they had to pay say 40 or 50 bucks for a year tag or whatever yeah but it's just but it turns out not organized yeah if you listen to the episode i did with ryan brook he talks about how when you take shots at them and you miss they get they they learn from that behavior and they just go further underground Mm -hmm. they turn nocturnal they won't they Mm -hmm. won't go places they know the people are around are going to shoot at them 
and they breed more. Oh, yeah. And even tracking, oh, yeah. they said if, you, if you're trying to get the whole sounder uh, herd in, or the whole group in, the one that's going to stay out and be the most suspicious is going to be the oldest, wisest, probably a sow, who's probably pregnant. Oh, yeah. And if you don't get her mm-hmm. too, then the problem is just exasperating, and she's going to learn too, oh, that's what a trap looks like, and keep yeah. her, her herd and- away from it. And it's just, exactly. And yeah. So he says that they're, he calls, they're very, very smart. Yeah. He calls the hunters that are taking pot shots or trying to, you know, solve the problem by shooting one at a time. He calls them yahoos. And uh, <laughs> yes, I can agree with that. Yep. Yeah. And he said they were doing tracking because they were going around with a helicopter to find, you know, spot the pigs and then tranquilize them and, uh, and put collars on to see because they'll go back where the other pigs are and show yeah. them where they yeah. all are. And he said people would follow them on skidoos or, or bikes or whatever. And yeah. when they'd spot a wild pig, these people would be shooting at them. And he's just like, yeah, and it's, yeah, it's like you guys are exasperating so the problem. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, and that's like in, in many ways, because like a lot of places, like they just shoot them. And number one, like it's probably somebody else's field or somebody else's property. It's not necessarily crown land because yeah. most of them are smart enough that they don't really go by crown land because there's always gunshots going off there. Yeah. So people are shooting them in places like number seven where my house is and you could literally hit my house. And it's just like, I'm surprised there hasn't been more, you know, issues, even though I'm sure there is. And people just don't like, you know, advertise them that, Mm -hmm. you know, damage has occurred from like farmers properties and stuff because people are just willy nilly pulling out a gun and just shooting things. I'm like, you realize how far that bullet can go. Like you miss and odds are, unless you know what you're doing, you're going to miss. Yeah. Like that bullet could still go, and it's just. And if they do like hit something, no idea. And kill it. It's going to be an old boar, and they're going to take it home. Usually, and, cook it, and they're going to go. This tastes like crap. I don't. Know, ugh. Yeah. You know, whereas other other people are like, oh, it'd be so tasty to get a wild boar or yeah. a wild pig, and you're like, well, if you get a a, a one year old or two year old, maybe. Yeah, then they're they're all right. Yeah. Like they're not. But, they're they're okay. Yeah, but you're going to leave the rest out there who are learning. So it's just. Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's just, there's no. There, there's no wedding unless you, you know, the government maybe do a proper season or have an area where they know and yeah. then they just don't tell the public where it is because, like, there's that page on Facebook that, uh, what is it, Wild yeah. Pig yeah, something, something. Or I know yeah. I'm a, I guess. That's yeah, what he's that a part thing. of out like, there. Yeah, they're doing that yeah. as a. As and they a... tell everybody where these pigs are. And I'm like, <laughs> my my thought process don't tell the public that what you have found. Yeah. You know, tell them that, sure, you found something, but don't tell them where to go because then you get these people with their freaking trigger happy guns. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to scare them all and then you're back to square one because yeah. now you have no idea where they're migrated to. You, like, know, you know what we need is the A team. And then, <laughs> and then when somebody Yahoo comes around, we could have Barack or what's his name, the Mr. T there going. Yeah. Stay away, yeah. fool. Stay away, fool. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, like legit. Like, it's just, yeah. pr- there's ways to do it. Like, you know, it's, there's still a wild animal. It's just like anything else, like deer. Yeah. Like, right now, I'm hoping they raise, like, the deer tax because there's so many deer out here. It's absolutely, like, I've never seen this many deer out ever. Wow. And just on the side of the road, like, for all to see, like, it's nuts. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, if pigs are a problem, have a proper season for them. Have a proper thing. When you figure out where they are, be like, okay, season's open. This is the area where they're most prominent. Yeah. You know, and a proper way. Like, yeah, instead of yeah. shooting at them, trap them. Here's how you do it a training course that people like you yeah. could give yeah. as a supplementary and to, that's the thing. to gun it's training. Like a training course would be awesome because yeah. people have no idea. They just go at this all yeah. willy nilly. I'm like, oh, it's just going to end bad. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just not going to end well. Yeah, exactly. And then people like you, but people probably go, oh, you're part, of the, you're part of the problem, but you're not. So, yeah, and that's and a lot of farmers that do raise well boar are the ones getting backlash too. It's like, no, we raise them properly. We have high power fences that go around our fence, and that's why when people would shoot them off the highway, they would never get them because we'd huh. find tracks and then make it to the fence. And like our fences literally put you on your ass. Like, I've touched the fence not on purpose, obviously, yeah. and it leaves a nice welt across your skin, and you, you go on your ass <laughs> because they're high power. And the pigs they don't go near the fence because they can sense the power. Yeah. So very like they if they get out, it's just because the fence is down, or you know somebody's caught it, caused issues, and it's right. usually fixed pretty fast. Like no farmers just gonna let their animals nope. just go because it's our livelihood. Like yeah. we try everything we can to get them in, and if mm-hmm. we can't, well then we shoot them because we know it's gonna cause issues for a neighbor or whoever. Right. Like we we know how our pigs operate, we know what food they like, they know our call, so they don't mm-hmm. think as us as a danger. So if ours get out, like there was one that I, that we didn't really get in so whatever we knew where about where it was we called it in you know had food with us and then we just you know did what we have to do and then was on the table <laughs> so yeah exactly but like people 
like I, a lot of people think that farmers don't care and it's like that's so untrue like we do care and we try our hardest but sometimes it's the people that know nothing are the ones that cause the problem well that's all a farmer can do is care because that's what you're doing yeah you know that's exactly that's your life but yeah like yeah. a lot of people like mostly city people unfortunately mm-hmm. just don't understand that like they just yeah. because they, they did not brought up that way like i don't blame the city people yeah. but that's where it'd be nice to have some kind of like you know, informational course or like an online thing you could take if you wanted to get into hunting or, or whatever, like just something out there for the people so they can learn something before they just go out and, We could put a collar on city people so that when they go outside the perimeter, it zaps them and they stay in the perimeter. Oh man, the amount of people that I got perimeteritis, like there was a a (laughs) couple guys that came out here um, this couple of years ago and unfortunately a lot of city people just think oh there's all this land you can go hunting wherever yeah no people people actually own that yeah. like just people own that or they could do wherever and this could do across your yeah. winter or wheat could do or wherever they, and they go yeah winter wheat all the big one yeah. like we had somebody that came out here like this was about yeah, say about eight years ago now and they became my neighbor like i don't know them i don't i'm yeah. not that person that likes to know my neighbors and they had a dog that would just go everywhere, which like, I don't care. Mm. But the dog started going into my field where the bison and my horses were, and mm. they were chasing the bison. And so dad, like actually, like after the second time we caught the dog and yelled at it to go away, we dad went to the neighbor's place and like gave them shit. Mm. Like I stayed in the vehicle cause I don't do confrontation <laughs> and dad gave them hell. And they were, had this like most like dumbfound look on their face. <laughs> like they didn't know that, that their yeah. dog wasn't allowed to go wherever. I'm like, this is just like the city. Like your dog stays on mm-hmm. your property. You won't let the dog go shit on your neighbors. Cause you know, your neighbor's going to call whoever they call in the city to complain. Yeah. It's the same thing. And dad told them like, if your dog doesn't stay off that property, like the, you won't have a dog anymore. Yeah. And they were like, well, you can't do that. I'm like, if you're, <laughs> you know, harming my livestock, it's just like anything else. If there's a coyote chasing our sheep, yep. we have full right to, to remedy the situation. Same thing. Yep. Yeah. And they were like, Oh, whatever, you know, like, can't do that and it's like you you guys moved out to the country being fully city Hmm. knowing nothing like you really need to you know talk to your local rm and know what the normal is in the country because you you don't know it because you haven't been here yeah grab a grip yeah yeah grab a grip pal like because you're just (laughs) tenuous yeah yeah like just yeah they don't they, they don't understand like i don't blame them it's just there should be something like if you move to the country from the city, yeah. like in when you buy a house, like it should be like on like the house contract that you have to take, like this mm-hmm. online course, you should be aware of these are regulations. These are the rules of your area. Like yeah. if you plan on a hobby farm, this is what you have to make sure of. Cause then at least they would know. And it, well, but actually uh, you don't even have to do that because ignorance of the law is not a defense. <laughs> it's it's that's yeah. in law. That's written in law. Right. So if you yeah. don't know what the law is too bad for you, you know, yeah. you got to know and, what's going on. And on the other hand, uh, we do know a good, um, what were those guys, the stuffed animals? <laughs> um, but, like taxidermists? Taxidermists, yeah. We'll bring your dog back to you, and we, we guarantee it won't oh, run dear. onto our property anymore. So you can just look at it in the living room. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can do that. Like, like I don't. I, sure, don't I brought your dog do back. I found your dog in my field. No. And, uh, <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> well, like, city people would, would faint. Some... They'd be like, "Oh my god, oh, my doggy, yeah. my poor little oh, dog." Like, and that's the thing. Like, dad, dad says, you know, everyone says things that you know you would never post online. Yeah. And you just don't because people don't understand. Yeah. And it's like, no, like I'm sure my dad would love to do something as bitey as that, but I'm like, <laughs> you know, we have. Like we have the small, the, the farm is now a hobby farm. It's not a big farm anymore, yeah. but like I have my, my business and like we have the family shop and, yeah. you know, a very prominent name in town. So like if we were to do something like that, like <laughs> it wouldn't go well because it would just be like, oh, well, your sister or dad did this. Like, obviously you must be the same. And, you know, they just put you on the same pool. No, no, no. <laughs> One week of half price yeah. wild boar meat would take care of everything. <laughs> People like food. Dad always says, like, when well, they did that sell, bad. Like, they did that thing that wasn't illegal, but it wasn't didn't seem morally right. On the other hand, mm mm mm, wild yeah, boar. Yeah, tastes really good. Like, mm. I don't know. I'm willing to forgive them. Right? <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah, and that's the thing. Like when we used to sell like a lot of cars here, we used to like sell tons of vehicles here. And every time somebody buy a vehicle, dad would have fresh like frozen chickens, and he'd give them to every like, everybody. Yeah. And I always thought it was weird. Like always, like, you're giving somebody a chicken. Like I always <laughs> thought it was weird. But then like as you get older, 
we still to this day have people come in and, you know, we don't sell as much, so we don't have a lot of stock. And yeah. they ask, oh, yeah, I remember bought, bought this car off your dad, and he gave us a fresh chicken. Like, do you guys mm-hmm. still have them, or do you sell them? And people remember stuff oh, like yeah. that. I'm like, okay, fair, fair enough. Like, just, I still think it's weird, but people remember it. It totally isn't. It's like Napoleon knew. An army marches on his <laughs> stomach. If And mm-hmm. if you're not eating then you're getting weird. If you're eating good stuff or somebody gives you food, you're very happy, very happy person. Yeah. And uh, and they always bad. say we're about nine meals. Like if somebody starved for three days, no food, you're about nine meals away from making decisions you never thought you would make in your life. That's how, oh, that's how it drives the body. Like so, so people yeah. that provide food for other people, you might think, well, I'm just doing a business or something, but you're actually doing something that's fundamental to, to that person. Yeah. And it's a great thing. Oh, benefit. for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's appreciated. Like, I know if I bought a brand new vehicle and somebody gave me a chicken, I'd be like, what? But then you eat it and you realize how good it is. You're like, yeah, I'm going to definitely recommend them to somebody else now. Like, this is pretty sweet extra. <laughs> hey, every time you start like, that vehicle up and go for a drive, you're going, mm, I remember that yeah, chicken. Yeah, exactly. Like, I remember when I bought this. I got a chicken with it. I would tell everybody, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I had a chicken when I bought this. Hey, if I bought a, a half a wild boar, would you give me a truck? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, you imagine? I don't, like, Dad would never do that. But that'd be funny. People definitely would never forget that. I got a wild boar. Yeah, like, yeah. And a truck. Here, drive yeah, home in this truck. truck. Like, man, they gave me a way to get it home and everything. So your dad knew to give him the chicken, not the car, right? So <laughs> Exactly. Dad, that was good. He always gave good deals and stuff, right? Because you, you yeah. do your best. Like nowadays, it's different. But, you know, 10, 10 15 years ago, it was a little different when we, the way you do things. So yeah. nowadays, people are a little, little odd sometimes. Hey, sum it up now. Uh, for anybody who's interested in buying some wild board, just give us a little, the little blurb. A little blurb. Yeah, just, um, you know. Well, they are welcome to come and visit visit us. Um, usually, most people just shoot me a text or an email. But, yeah, like if they want anything, we can definitely sell it, have them quarters as a go-to. Um, we can direct them to a really good butcher. Like, that's what we do with a lot of people if they're from this area. But if you're going to the city, usually you know somebody, or you can just cut it up yourself. Everyone wants to save a buck, right? Mm-hmm. All you need is meat saw, and you can just chop it up into base roast. And basic chops, like everyone thinks it's really hard, even if you don't, you know, you've never been brought up in a farming community, you just Google it. It'll tell you where to start cutting. You just make, you know, about inch thick cut chops and you just keep cutting. Mm-hmm. And you just make sure you plastic wrap it and put it in your brown bag or whatever, whatever you've got. And it'll stick in the freezer for quite a bit, providing you wrap it up correctly. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, that's, it's, that's so what we do with ours. So it's sold fresh and then you, uh, you wrap it up. Yeah. 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 We sell it fresh. If it's, if some people w- want it hanged, um, when they're younger, you don't really need to hang them, but some people mm-hmm. want it hung. So we do have a cooler that's like, you know, quite a big get up that if you want it hung for a week, we'll hang it. Yeah. But just, you know, there's shrinkage. So we just make sure people are aware that you, you pay for the weight once we've like, you know, cut the hooves and we leave a hoove on so people can see that it is like wild boar. Okay. But everything else is chopped off and it's you pay per that weight because once you put in a cooler, it shrinks and it does get lighter in weight. So right. we do warn people of that. Like if it's a younger animal, there's you really don't need to hang it. There's not much point. So, okay, but each, each their own, really. Like, we pretty much do whatever you want. We charge you a couple bucks for the hanging if that's what you want, and come pick it up, and you're good to go. Okay, so big, big, big thank you to Katie Jones out there up in Arburg and her and her and her pops and her and her family and everybody and and raising that good wild boar. Um, I tried some. We had the opportunity to uh, try some wild boar over here at Manitobaville. And I can tell you the feedback from my taste buds and the other people who have tried it is that it's really, 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 really good. And uh, kind of found it uh, sort of uh, as, a, as a definite step upwards from pork, regular, uh, what Katie called pink pigs. And... It almost got to like a beef taste for us, and that was a that was interesting insight because um, a lot of people like beef, a lot of people like pork, and now here's something in the middle: it's spork <laughs> or bovork, bov- beef, beef fork, beef fork, beef fork. It could be like beef fork. 
Okay, so <laughs> is it a spoon? Is it a fork? Anyway, it's wild boar and it's delicious. So uh, yeah, get on that. If you can get a little bit for your freezer, do it and you will not regret it because it's a, it's a small world and you only live once and you should try it out for sure. And we recommend it. Uh, delicious. Okay, so that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's the feedback on how it tastes. I wouldn't want to have to go catch one, but I wouldn't mind eating another one. <laughs> I guess that's how it goes. All right, so uh, this is Manitobaville. This is May Angel. This is the word, Manitobaville. Put it in your podcatcher. Put it in your social media. Put it in your friend's ear. Put it in people who aren't your friend's ear, I guess. Maybe they'll find something to listen to as well because they probably got a little different taste Then they probably got a good taste because they're a Manitobaville fan. So do it. And we'll see you on the other side of everything. And uh, yeah, we're copyright 2022 Rodeo Road Studios. Sweet.